Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Full Spectrum Cycling Show. Sven here on the old microphone. Show number 27. 27. Got JK over there on the uh, color mic and uh, Mr. Tony Berger joining us, too. Hello. And a little bit later, probably not too much since he's more interesting than us, we're going to have Mr. Joseph from Sturdy Bag Designs up there in Minneapolis. Nice. I'm going to let him tell us how he pronounces his last name so I don't butcher it all up. <laughs> Starts with an AM. But he's going to talk bags and bikes and Milwaukee and Minneapolis. and He makes some pretty beautiful bags. All that good stuff. So, weekly show. Hey. Did we ride last week? I forgot. <clears throat> I rode across <laughs> the street to the Oktoberfest. Oh, oh. yeah. Black Husky had their Oktoberfest this week. Oh, I didn't get to make it up. Caddy, caddy corner from the old shop here. Yeah, yeah, that was a long ride. November <laughs> Criminals played. Yeah, I wanted to get back. The seven o'clock would have worked, maybe, but yeah, was it? It didn't. Earlier. I went down to the Bayview Bash, so nice. I did get a so good you, ride. In. Yeah, you you saw some good shows too. I'm sure. Yeah, it was good stuff. Did you see El Rongo? Of course, El Excelento. Exactly. They were like, only one you hour can't behind. Go with wrong the, with, with, with the uh, with the rain, yeah, it was you know they just want to hold off a little bit and maybe I should re- put a show notes in there uh, link to uh, El Rongo. I watched the what, what's the one called about your face? Oh, face first, face first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty rocking. Obstacles, popsicles, <laughs> testicles. It's not popsicles. <laughs> it's <laughs> so um, Jeff did say that they they wrote a little jingle for us, but they got to get into the studio to lay it down. So oh, nice. We might no longer have the. Except for special still, occasions, still pretty catchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do like caller introductions with that, or you know, yeah, yeah. We can, we can use that. We can keep using that. I don't or we're going to make it all our ringtones. Maybe we'll use it for dueling podcasts down at the uh, Funduro. There we go. Oh, Funduro, you say. Dueling podcast. I, uh, I had a lot of difficulties getting through to the uh, hotel to book a, a room for the Funduro. I was a little sketchy on when I booked it because it sounded kind of like he wasn't sure what he was doing, but I did get a email confirmation and all, so yeah, now I feel I, more like I'm actually going to be able to go. I finally got through to a human being and had a very nice conversation with a young lady and got the last king room balcony lake with a balcony view. with a lake oh. view. <laughs> like, I, th- I think there's still some partial lake views geez. left. And folks, this place is right on the beach. Yeah, anyway. it's pretty. If you look at so. the pictures on their website, it's it's going to be nice. Now you know, I just have to find my wife a small fat bike. Uh, she can borrow, borrow if, if it's not already sold by the time that comes around. I've got a small one. Oh, there we go. I'm fat bike, that is, folks. Yeah. Small <laughs> fat bike. <laughs> Baby Ruth. Uh, Ruth. Uh, what do we got? What? Uh, hey, what What the heck is that box over there? That box is, happens to be the beer we're drinking this evening. Would you Sneed, look at evening? that? <laughs> Did <laughs> I say sneevening? Sneevening. Yes. This sneevening. This, this there sneevening. we go. Sorry, I just had to put a pin in there. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Top of the hill time. It It is a new to me beer from the beautiful Madison, Wisconsin brewery, Carbon 4. Indeed. And it's Ratty Cats. And if you guys don't know, guys, gals, people of all peoples, don't know about Carbon 4's labels, you just need to head out to their website and 
take a look at some of the great graphics they do. Yeah, that looks and like they, a cruiser, a BMX cruiser yeah, a, that cat's riding. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a cat riding. He's getting seriously red on a and it's cat. pretty cool. Yeah. So this and their is beers a, are also very, very tasty, which this one happens to be a New England style IPA. Uh, yep. So a little hazy. Um, it's six really delicious. On your yeah, ABV, yeah, six point oh. I don't know how widely they distribute. <clears throat> I don't either. I don't either. But you can find them at a lot of places in you know the Wisconsin area. Regional I found them zone. at like you know in Oshkosh, you've, like any bar or restaurant tends to carry it, which is always nice. Public House has it once in a while. Uh, I find Fantasy yeah. Factory all over. I haven't seen Raticats on a. Uh, oh, I'm oh I'm sorry. I agree with tapper. that too. I agree with that too. No, no, no. I was I was referring to just being able to find Carbon Forest beers in general. The, the beers. Oh, beers. beers. Those are the guys that do the diamonds. <laughs> so have you guys, you, you watched the uh, the country music Ken Burns thing, haven't you? Yes, yes. Thankfully, as we are recording, the last episode is tonight. I mean, not like it's going to be gone forever, but this is like, this is the part the of pe- the, the, the The culmination. Yeah. yeah I already uh, watched it. I have the passport, well, so yeah, I, you, I streamed it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, I... I I just didn't have time to, I was <laughs> but yeah, this last hour is going to be the one that kind of grates on my, I love old country what? and it's this like, is where it gets into to, almost to present. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Almost into the present pop country thing. And that's not my jam at all. I was uh, Dwight Yoakam in a lot of the day today, just because he's a, uh, one of the guys that they talk to and yeah, talk about. Yeah. And, he gets a little. Into it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. really into hey, it. Hey, PBS, Ken Burns, country music, can't, oh, yeah. can't go wrong. Yeah. It's, I kind of, I haven't listened to country for a long time, mostly because I don't like new country. Right. I listened to a lot of Johnny Cash in the shop yesterday, actually. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, probably about the the late 80s, early 90s is when my country music yeah, likings totally kind of stopped being, I went through a year there when I was kind of sad and I like to listen to it in my car, but thankfully I'm not sad anymore. With my dog, and dog my <laughs> <laughs> your dog wasn't dead. I ain't got no dog no more in my pickup truck. Done got sold. I take it back. There's some new stuff. Oh, I'm bicycling there again, and now I'm not so I old. But that's that you know the dirty, crunchy country, like, like Hank Three country. Hank Three, goddamn gallows, uh, Scott H. Burham. I mean, just yeah. There we go. You know, mandolin picking, mm-hmm, spitting. Pine box boys. Did you I see? Her heart. Did, did you see how Marty? Gone. Can you dig Marty Stewart? He's on Dude, there a lot. He just cracked me up every time I saw him. Like the silver hair, all kind of poking up. <laughs> yeah, and the, what do they call a, that thing around his neck? Is it a bolo or no? It's more like a scarf. It looks like one of those like teacup like dogs that just came from the salon. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting how <laughs> how how early that kinda, guy started. Yeah. He 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 started way earlier than I ever thought. But yeah, yeah just visually, he looks a little. Composed. Hey, I'm, not, I, <laughs> like I'm only going to spoil. The stylist one. was really uh, rocking on that one. I'm only spoiling one thing about Marty Stewart. It was just really cool that he met an older lady, not super old, but when he was 13, she was probably 20 or something, and said, "I'm going to marry her." Right, right. And he right. did. 25 years later. <laughs> Con- Connie Smith? Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. With a smirk to the camera. Yeah. He's like, I, 25 uh, years later. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's good Dig. Yeah. Well, you got to have your goals if uh, if you don't have goals, folks. Right. All yours. Just getting along. I'm uh, sitting in 
the seat that I'm in, I have this vantage point to those absolutely unbelievable wheels that Sam D's putting on his fat bike. Yep. I'm I, getting ready I, to put that whole thing together. We're, we just yeah, about collected up all the parts for that. That's going to be it, people's, it's sexy. Chumba? Chumba. It's Chumba. Chumba. Yeah, our bling case is going to be emptied yeah, out, though. Yeah, but right now it's sexy. <laughs> But yeah, it's this is going to be a this going to be a beast of a bike. I just I had a stoke today to get that ice cream truck ready to go. We got one of the prickly pear oh. ice cream truck uh, frames in, and I had some decent parts for it that oh, I yeah. put together today. And picture that, that in the podcast. Got it. Yep, I got a medium of that one and a large of that one. So the large is, is next on the docket. The prickly pear is. A fantastic color. It is a bike. great color. It, you know, looks, imagine how look how good it's going to look when it's like pit white snow. Yeah, right. or covered in mud. Yeah, either way, it's still going to poke out really pink and brown. That's good. Know? It's you know, then yeah. you just need white and you got yeah. Neapolitan. Yeah. yeah, there you go. The shocker. Kim's going to look at that thing and go, Ah, I Neapolitan or the shocker? <laughs> However you want to look at it. If you're feeling R rated. <laughs> All right, I'm yeah, going <laughs> to. You, you guys converse. It's a, it's gonna, a really pretty vehicle. I'm going to make the outgoing call to Mr. Uh, Joe while you guys it, talk schmack. It reminds me of the Trivial Pursuit pie piece, the fuchsia. I agree with that. I think that, it's a, that it's has a, pretty, a very similar color yeah. to the, you know, to that. Primarily, that I'm trying to like talk myself into <clears throat> playing that again, which I haven't. I don't think I mentioned to Joe that we're going to be already live right when we call him, but. I'll, I'll, but, clue, I'll clue him in quickly. <laughs> hey, motherfucker. How does the, uh, the theme from uh, Jeopardy go? Hello. Hello. Hey Joe, it's uh, it's Sven slash Greg and J.K. and Tony from the Full Spectrum Cycling Podcast here in Milwaukee. How you doing, man? How are you guys? Hey, do it, do it well. Excellent. So we are calling Joe to talk about all sorts of stuff. Yes, I think I rattled off in no particular order: Milwaukee, Minneapolis, bags, and bikes. Hmm. So. I wish you'd give us some idea of what we're actually going to talk about. How about beer? We should throw beer in there. Oh, yeah, too. beer. Beers, bees, bees. Hey, you guys, having, you guys having a beer right now? We are. Are you? What are you having? I am. Uh, we are having the Ratty Cats New England style India Pale Ale from Carbon 4 Brewing in beautiful Madison, Wisconsin. What are you oh, having? Nice. I'm having the old standby, the Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. Oh, an excellent choice. Always a good one. Excellent choice. Always a good choice. <laughs> yes. It's what I, I rate every other IPA based on that. That's my my litmus test. I go up or down yeah. from there. And if people ask me, that's how I try to kind of give them a rating. Anyway, I digress. We've talked about beer. Let's talk about bikes and yeah. <laughs> You know, and by the way, this is Tony. I've not met you because I wasn't at the shop the day you showed up, but uh, we'll cross paths. Indeed. Indeed we will. Uh, well, let's start out with your connection to Milwaukee, Joe. How does that lay out for us? 
so I was actually born in Milwaukee um, in 1980 at uh, St. Mary's Hospital, and uh, I spent my life there mainly on the weekends until I was an adult. Uh, you know, parents separate, divorce, whatnot. Um, yeah, and uh, so I grew up on the weekends, basically a block from WM. So I got a lot of uh, a lot of fun experiences as a kid watching. Uh, navigate that life um, on the east side and um, yeah I uh, actually moved away when I was about 20 I headed out to the east coast I lived in Vermont for about 8 years I followed my brother out there and kind of that's where I kind of got into cycling more so than I did growing up I mean I was always I was always into biking but I kind of got serious when I was living out in New England and, uh, yeah, I actually made it back to Milwaukee around 2009 and, um, yeah, became a courier at that point downtown. And, uh, For which company? At my wife, uh, Breakway. Nice. Yeah, worked for Breakway for a few years and made some great friends and had a great time and rode my bike very much, uh, which was awesome. And met my wife there and lived in Bayview actually for about a year before we were drawn up to the Twin Cities. So we've been here about uh, four years now. But I've still got a still got a deep connection to Milwaukee and that's actually where Sturdy Bags began in nice. twenty fifteen. Yeah, I was kind of going to mm-hmm. try and get a little history on the bags. Your um, your our mutual buddy Dan Sipen. Uh, hipped me to you and your bags and said, well, he started out making bags here in Milwaukee and then he escaped to Minneapolis and you should check him out. And, you know, <laughs> was, was it, was it a result of messengering or what kind of got you into doing the bags? It sort of was in a roundabout way. I was actually working at an upholstery shop that is still in business over on Bay street and oh. Bayview. And, uh, I was bike commuting to work there. Um, and I was just kind of tired of wearing a backpack on my commute. And I took around the shop. I looked around the shop on a slow day, and I realized it was surrounded by canvas and zippers and Velcro, basically all the components I would need to construct a frame bag and essentially stop using a backpack, which was just kind of getting annoying to me at that point. Um, and... You know, so I kind of constructed my first frame bag at that upholstery shop. And, uh, you know, I kind of just tested it out, made a few tweaks here and there. Once my friends found out I was making them, they kind of wanted to get a little sample and see what those were like. And it had this cool sort of organic, uh, in my spare time, kind of my own learning course on, on making frame bags, essentially. Um and then it just sort of spiraled from there. <laughs> um, it's funny you mentioned uh, trying to ditch the backpack. Uh, JK here is also kind of on the, I, that, I've been wearing that backpack for an awful long time plan and sort of trying to jettison the cargo more often than not these days. Yeah, yeah. They're, doing, they're trying to do something like, you know, fanny pack variety of some some nature. And I'm still working on it. Not a frame yeah. bag or something. And I've got, well, and yeah, like on my fatty. If we ever get your fatty yeah, refurbished. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. But yeah, but the whole thing, trying to transfer all of that 
cargo off back onto at least rig or yeah. displace it on a hip or something. Right. Or, yeah. You know, if you're saying. able to do it, I mean, that's, yeah, what, what I was finding is I just, I was having a lot more fun getting back to cycling. Yeah. You know, I spent a few years of, you know, six, seven days a week with a messenger bag on and sure. I just kind of, what is this new feeling? Yeah, like I know. Liberty, you, right? Yeah, you feel a little naked, like I'm missing something. Well, so there's like a hug. There's what, a back hug. There's a the back sweat. hug I'm missing here. I, oh, well, yeah, in this way. I think yeah. Mike yeah. used to use the weight of the backpack kind of to hold him upright. It would be like, yeah, you know, was, I'm kind of leaning back into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little lumbar exercise there, depending on what I had. So. <laughs> yep. Right on. So, rationalizing at least. Uh, Working at the upholstery shop, um, one of the things that we talked about, I I saw you at Revolution in Madison, and then we talked here too, I think, about how your um, construction methods are a little bit different than some other bag makers out there. And it seems like you've got a pretty good handle on how to finish these off and make them look really good. I mean, you know, sometimes you just look at a roll bag on the front of a handlebar and go, you know, in passing, oh, you know, nice bag. But when you kind of look at the details, uh, you're really looking pretty good on that end of stuff. Oh, thanks. Thank you. I, I do, uh, I take a lot of pride in the, in the finished work and it's, it's always evolving. You know, I, I try to, um, communicate online and through every interaction with customers that, you know, I always want feedback and I'm always receptive to it. And those, you know, every time I get, you know, whether it's critical or whether it's, positive you know it always translates into improving the design work the finish work and so it's funny because somebody recently said to me i really like your tool roll it's my favorite bag you make and i thought it's the smallest bag i make and it's the simplest bag i make but it's probably on its eighth iteration at this point it's taken so long to simplify it and to clean it up and it's just kind of funny how the simplest things can take the longest to get there. Yeah, you know? well, I'm I'm pretty stoked that you're kind of expanding that line to the the plus bikes and the uh, the fat bike side of stuff. I know you've um, on my last order here to Everyday Cycles, you sent a couple prototypes of your newer, larger tool rolls, and they're they're spot on. I they really work well. Excellent. Yeah, I received some uh, really good feedback from them, and I had a few other testers out in the field. And- um, made a, I've only made, I think, one tweak since the, the two I sent you to test out. So I think you'll like the, the little modification I made to the, the finalized version. But um, just a little, a little cleaner, you know, just a little, one more detail. It doesn't add a lot to the production, but it just it adds to the finish of it. So I think you'll, you'll like it when you see it. Right on. Well, I'll throw a couple. We're going to have to order again anyway because we've got a custom order from a customer. So I like to throw a few extra things in there to make it worth shipping the stuff down here. So, oh, definitely, it's awesome. Yeah, the new the new packs are fun, and you know, it's, it's I've always got you know two or three ideas cooking, but being that it's just me, it's it's sort of time sensitive to when I can really sure. get the time and make the time to really get those new products out. So. These seat packs, they've been kind of uh, in the works for several months now. It's just you know, kind of a matter of fitting them in when I can when I can fit them. And obviously, in the summer, it's a little bit more challenging. But sure. um, I'm happy to happy to have a new product coming out for sure. 
Yeah, well, I hope that when the fat bike season kicks in, we can do a few more of these um, larger seat bags and a couple other of the bags you're doing. It's sort of um, my business has been custom bikes for a long time in more of a warehouse setting and a by appointment kind of thing. So it's a little more fun having a retail shop and having customers all year round. But I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the winter again. People sort of know us for doing fat bikes and uh, hopefully that translates into people coming into the store. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, with, with that, you know, it's, it's another interesting point I could bring up. That's another sort of evolution of the bag is, um, I was contacted recently about a winter bag, uh, with some insulation in it. And it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something I've done. And, uh, so if you have anyone that's curious about those, um, what? Made a few frame bags that were insulated, and uh, why would you want them insulated? You know, thinking of, well, more so from a winter standpoint. Uh, and this few cases I've done so far have been about keeping water from freezing. Okay, okay. Uh, and and or other cold beverages, that, but well, that makes sense. So, that makes sense. I was going with the cold with the cooler yep. factor. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, no. oh, yeah. Like, you know, I have a couple of beers in here, and oh, they're just as cold as when I put them in there. Perfect. They're not frozen. Yes. I, that makes good I sense. I, I, some, uh, I rescind yeah. my question. That was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it's totally uh, totally good curiosity. I, I suppose I did do a few summer tests. Um, it seemed equally as, you know, um, insulatory. Um I'm sort of using this uh, sort of like an aluminum mylar liner, you know, that's really effectively keeping one temperature on one side and one on the other. So hmm. if you're keeping your, if you're keeping your sandwich warm, it's going to do that. If you're keeping your water from freezing, <laughs> it should do that. Cool. So. Sounds interesting. Yeah. So yeah. It, it just reminded me of a commercial from way back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the McDLT, the hot side hot and the cool side cool. Oh, boy. I remember together. those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually remember that. As, as oh, you were God. describing it, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten about that till you just mentioned it again. Well, I had to share it because it was going to blow my too. brain apart. <laughs> so, um, I believe it was, it kept the warm side warm, not the hot side hot. Whatever. Cool side cool. Anyway. Jason Alexander <laughs> saying the jingle too we're gonna go that deep wow jesus christ we just went there some knowledge for you folks (laughs) dropped it what's uh joe what are you riding for a bike up there regularly and do you you have like a route you ride or you kind of go out and explore what's your cycling life like these days yeah so uh i was kind of the first this is my second year of doing this full time which is great um my first year was pretty much nose to the grindstone and I really was working so much that riding actually kind of took a a side, you know, to really just getting things done. So now that I've got a little bit of room to breathe here, I've got some great dealers lined up. I've actually gotten back to doing a daily ride, which has become super valuable uh, in terms of getting to work fresh, you know, getting flushing ideas before I sit down and, uh, I have been doing daily rides. We've had a really wet and cool summer up here in Minneapolis this year. So it hasn't really lended itself much to trail riding. So I've really done a lot more road riding this summer, which is not 
my usual go-to. Um, but I've, uh, I've got off the old Surly Pacer this summer, which I've had for a little while. And, uh, I tend to go, I'm a bit south of the Metro where I work from home and I'm about three miles west of the airport, which is right on the river. So I'll actually go down south to the river, the river bottoms even, and I'll just sort of navigate that whole wildlife refuge area. It's a super cool place to ride. If you go down there in, in the mornings between seven and eight, there's no one down there. You see a lot of wildlife and, uh, and the pacer, you know, you can get a little bit nicer, bigger t- tire in that frame. So, you know, you can kind of get onto those gravel paths and even on the single track, you're fine. But yeah, I've, uh, have they been uh, paving some of the bottoms area? I, I, I remember there was some movement to do some of that. I don't know if that's where you are or not, but there there was a movement, and I believe I believe it happened to some degree, and it may in fact be where I have ridden. Um, there's a there's a bridge that they call the Old Cedar Avenue Bridge that's basically directly south of me and crosses the river, so you're essentially on the south side of the river at that point and you're there's a paved path that goes quite a few miles past the power plant and it's it's so much on a floodplain that this spring there was you know it was buried in sand from the river it wow. was just they actually had to, had to go down with skid steers and move the sand out of off the path i mean it's clearly not not a good idea to put a, a paved path that low, but hmm. uh, yeah, I'd seen you know, some think, pictures of it. It looked it looked pretty uh, pretty messed up for a while there, for sure. Yeah, it, I think it took till about uh, July to really get clear to ride. I mean, it, you could ride it, but certain parts of it had up to three inches of sand that were wow. yeah, kind of just dicey with skinnier tires. But uh, but no, you get there, you can get down there now, and it's actually pretty clear. And, um, yeah, I, I tend to not pick routes in the morning. I'll go out and I'll pick a general direction and I'll just try to find something new. There's so many parks buried in neighborhoods and towns in this, the south of the metro area that, you know, you can encounter new parks every day if you pick a different direction. So nice. it's, uh, it makes for a pretty fun morning ride for sure. Mm-hmm. Very good. So when mm-hmm. you're, um, uh I know you're doing your bags almost every day, but I, I have seen you out in the wild. Do you have any plans to go to any shops anytime soon? I do. Uh, I'm planning a trip to Denver uh, the last weekend in October, and we're going to try to do a pop-up kind of sewing event, and it's, we're still putting it together right now. In fact, we're going to probably do some uh, promoting for it by the end of the week, but um, the initial plan was to maybe drive out there with my machine and, and, you know, the more I kind of thought about it, the busier I'm getting at the end of the season here, it's just kind of starting to make more sense to maybe fly. And so I'm trying to coordinate renting a machine out there and, um, it may happen. It may be a, a trip that I just visit without sewing, but, uh, I did, I did connect with somebody yesterday who's out there that has one I can, you might be willing to lend me. So it, it could still work out where I actually do a little live demo. And, um, that would actually be really cool. Denver is, uh, 
the first shop I actually got into in 2015. So nice. they've been dealer one since day one. So is that, that's uh, is that actually to, uh, a friend of mine. Totem? That is Totem. Yeah, yeah. my buddy Ryan. And we were actually, we were careers together at Breakaway. So it's just, it's kind of cool to be in completely different careers now and still be working together. Yeah, I'd like to go visit that. I've got kind of a plan during the off season where I can make little trips to shops much like his because, as, as you know, having been to my shop, we're, we're 700 square feet. You know, we're not a 10,000-square-foot superstore. We're pretty specific in what we're doing, and I'd like to see what other people are doing with, you know, small spaces and and making, a, you know, kind of a niche thing and working it and, and hopefully doing some good stuff. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really impressed with what he's been able to do out there. He's, uh, he's really working with a small space, but he's doing a lot, uh, a lot out of it. I mean, he's doing a lot of wheel building, uh, a lot of service, and I think he still manages to squeeze in, you know, a couple of custom builds a month. So it's, uh, he's been working uphill for a couple of years, and now I think he's really kind of getting settled in that neighborhood. So it's. It's fun to witness that for sure. Yeah, I can't wait till we're around for a couple of years and we're not going uphill anymore. I'm <laughs> we're ready yeah. to crest oh, the hill. Tell me about oh, it. Oh. <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah, year two, year two for me kind of makes me feel like I, I hope I get to year three. You know, it's it's nothing's guaranteed, and it's, it's I tell people a lot. You know, it's it's the hardest I've ever worked, but even though it's it is that hard. I still love doing it every day, and I could I could do it seven days a week if I let myself. I just, you know, you find something. It's a cliche, but you know, you find something you like to do, and it's less like work. You know, when you really get to enjoy it. So, right on. Kind of kind of happy. If people are looking for you uh, on the web, where are they going to go? They're going to go to sturdybagdesigns.com. Um. The website is going to have information about you know, contacting me for custom work. It's going to have all the products that are available for sale. Uh, it will have information about becoming a dealer, if that's something they're interested in. Uh, and, you know, I've got to kind of get get back to the About Me page a little bit because I feel like as you, as you grow and change a little bit, as I have in the last two years here, the About page kind of changes too. And so... I feel like it's kind of due for a little bit of a, a refresh and kind of get get caught up to where I am now versus, you know, two years ago, which yeah. is a very different time. Right on. So, uh, well, we'll put a link in the show notes yeah. for sure. And, um, you know, besides, I know that Totem, Revolution in Madison, us Everyday Cycles in Milwaukee, what other dealers are you currently working with for folks that are out there in, in – uh, Radio Land, looking for a place to check your bags out in person. Yep, I'm also at uh, Pete's Garage in Green Bay, uh, off of Broadway, and uh, and I'm also my my sort of flagship shop in Minneapolis is Tangletown Bike Shop, and uh, I've been with them for about two years now, and uh, that was a really interesting kind of uh, development with them. They were my first in-town shop, and I began there with six items, and uh, and now I've basically warranted a 12 by 12 wall space. That's nice. just, you know, Good job. So it's, yeah, it's definitely been a fulfilling uh, experiment, and you know, community support, and just kind of 
just kind of putting it out there and seeing how people locally will respond to it. And the response has been great. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Right on. I got to give a shout out to one of your products. I don't know if, if everybody knows. I mean, I know you do bags, different types of uh, handlebar bags and seat bags and custom frame bags and whatnot, but your, um, your Surly Sunriser bar type uh, pad is really cool. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's actually kind of one of those funny products that I probably wouldn't have done on my own. And it was actually uh, Paul Eagle from Surly who was kind of hit me up one day in passing and said, have you ever thought about making one of these? And I said, well, not really. But uh, I really like the handlebar. Well, no. So it was just kind of kind of a funny moment where he said, you know, you really think about that. And now, you know, Sterling Bikes actually has a little link for me on their webpage. It says, hey, if you want a bar pad for these sweet bars, check out sturdybagdesigns.com. So I'm flattered that, uh, you know, they kind of not only put that one in my wheelhouse, but, you know, mentioned me online and really kind of moved some people my way for that. It's a fun, fun little product that, it's an easy way to get into the brand and see the, the workmanship without having to, you know, invest in a, you know, $70, $80 bag right away. Right. Yeah. That and the soda sleeve, that's been a pretty good one through here. We've, uh, yeah, that was my question. <laughs> so your, your soda sleeve, is there ever yeah. a picture on your website of one with a soda in it? Uh, there actually should be. Uh, uh, they all look like beer to me. <laughs> Oh yeah, well you know, yeah. Actually, you're probably right. I could probably. Uh, I'm just. It's funny. I'm not a soda drinker, so it's like I, I don't even have one on hand. The but, uh, the, uh, probably, uh, the gentleman that ordered the custom bag this week, uh, he laughed really hard when I quoted. I used the air quotes to quote that it was a soda sleeve. Soda sleeve. <laughs> Yeah, and I suggested you go check out the website to you know verify road sodas, road soda, road soda. I, be- I believe it was I believe it was Vito that was the one who kind of gave me the initial uh, little red alert when I referred to it as something else. He said, "You know, they got that trademark," and I said, "Well, this is called a soda sleeve, Vito, so it's a little different." But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Leave it to Zito to be a jackass. <laughs> oh, oh wait, who is this? Is this? Oh, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe, do you have anything you want to close with? Um, we're going to let you slide and uh, talk to you another time. <laughs> Mike, Mike does, by the way, Mike does an excellent Zito impression. So you can't see it. You can't see it though. If we, if we had video, you'd be laughing right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's so, good. It's good. But, but yeah, anything else you want to get out there for people to know before we uh, wrap this up? Well, uh, I was, I was going to mention that uh, I am looking into coming into Milwaukee for Biketoberfest weekend, and that oh, yeah. I believe is also uh, Urban Urban Jungle, Jungle Cross, Cross Seven, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of yeah, Cedar. yeah, I I yep. I, so I highly that, recommend yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I think that's a very Friday. good idea. Yeah, the eleventh is Biketoberfest. The thirteenth is the Jungle uh, the Jungle Cross. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's, that's on my radar and I'm going to do, uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. That's, that's something I really want to make an effort to get back for. And, uh, you know, maybe we can, maybe we can meet up, uh, another, you know, regard somewhere along that weekend. That'd be great. Love to see you. Love to put a face to the names for the rest of you guys. Absolutely. Right on. And, uh, yeah, thanks for your time tonight. I appreciate being on this, on the show. Well, you made it interesting for at least one of our listeners. So 
right on. Thanks for dealing with us. <laughs> oh, man, anytime. All right, Joe. Well, hope to see you soon. Thanks for being on the show. All right, thanks, guys. All right, bye. Right on. That was fun. Hey, it's good when we have... informative. It's like our shows are getting good. (laughs) It's good when we have guests. Yeah. I thought when we we did the weekly dose of fat that we had somehow gotten rid of a little bit of that uh, lag. I know when we originally were doing it in the old school way, there was like a five-second lag, and you're always kind of like... yeah, yeah, yeah. Either, but, um, yeah. either you just had to just bulldoze through and just get yeah. whatever I'm saying is going to be said, right. and then you I'm going to say it now. <laughs> My name's Dave. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Right, no, but uh, just it's a, just a little bit off of normal conversational um, lag time, whatever you call it. Yes. But um, I think that went well. Thanks, Mike Joe. Yeah, that was awesome. And... I don't know what else we got. We got a, you got you got Mike's the event guy this week. So well, I, I, really I know good. besides Oktoberfest or Biketoberfest and Urban well, Jungle Cross to, in October, which would yeah. be a sweet weekend for anybody to visit Milwaukee. Always uh, October eleventh and then the thirteenth, and you know, heck and a, I think we can figure out something for the twelfth too. And oh yeah, speaking of uh, tonight, which is yesterday or two days ago for you, there is the uh, River West Brewing Syndicate. Uh, beer release, which is at uh, Ness and Dorma tonight. Oh, uh, so uh, well, let's say neighborhood. So get in your time brew. machine and fly, yeah. <laughs> and you might see us. And get back here, Marty. <laughs> get back here. <laughs> You're gonna want to get more of the the fuel for the McGlockthefleegens thing. What's that thing called? The Overthrust? No, over, not the Overthruster. The Overthruster <laughs> oh, is Lord. a different movie. What does he call it? The Flux Capacitor. Flux Capacitor. All right. Flux. By the way, Flux, Flux Design is moving. If anybody cares, yeah, I think it's already moved, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, they're in the process of moving. And so, no, they that. have a um, the Humboldt Park Cyclocross will be uh, yeah. on this Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Trusky's gonna rip it. Carol's gonna be his competition in Cat Five. By the way, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> and yeah, how do you, I, think, I how do you dra- think that's gonna go? Carol Kits and Carbons. The guy that was in here with the the tall. With the bike, with the crank, really? Yeah, he's racing. Uh, he, that he wants to do that as well. So, and he said, "I'm, I'm just going to go play around in Cat Five and see how I like it." He's eating alive. I don't know. You think Trusky's going to eat him? Oh, that guy's young. We're going to have right. to go. That guy's right, young. Yeah, he's he might young. Be rides all the time. And, Those things are uh, early, though. That's a thing that's prohibitive. Oh, for young people. Trusky's a machine. No, no, though. no. For me, Trusky's uh, to go a heckling. Yeah. Yeah. Trusky's a machine. True he really that. is. And he does have a kit And now. Carol might, you know. Palomino kit on his body. Might. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who are you? Hey, Trusky. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I pretty much can rest assured he doesn't listen but, to the show. Oh, wait. But, well, we're, he, he, when he does, he's going to get to this part. I'm going to talk to him about that. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. That motherfucking Hungarian bacon. Uh-huh. That shit was epic. I can't wait to go to Port Washington, not only to ride the beach now, but also to stop and get bacon. Plan plan accordingly. Yeah, or, I know. Port Washington, folks. Plan accordingly, because I had grand designs on any event. Like, oh, oh. yeah, we're going to ride <coughs> oh, on Oh, we up need there. that sneeze, the coffer, the sneeze button. Oh, Where if is you that do thing? one more, that means you're a damn demon. So three and out. <laughs> demon. 
demon out! <laughs> All right. He's cut off, folks. No, you're not. <laughs> That's all right. I think it's time to wrap it up anyway. Do we have anything else to leave our fine listener with? Brad Bjork, uh, in-store performance. That's my ride. Oh, Saturday. Saturday? Doors open Milwaukee all over town. Just oh, yeah. dive into wherever. There's That's a 3 p.m. Some- thing? Yeah. Yeah. Not going to make it. Got to keep the store open to 4. Yeah, 3 to 4. And then they play it. Uh, Walker's Point Music Hall that night, but something's happening Sunday too. I, I, my brain isn't Sunday. In, I'm going in to the gear. one up the street here, and I'm going to go to Malloy's. You know, the doors open to uh, Malloy's. Yeah, doors, oh, doors open sausage. is all over the place, so you can uh, make. I, yeah, uh, that's why we can some great in, short rides if you want to do it. it it's yeah. our uh, it's our homage to Craig on Sunday too. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. and Saturday Craig. perhaps. Saturday perhaps at uh, Uptowner, but definitely yeah. Sunday at uh, Duke slash Scooters. And Craig was a fellow fat biking friend that recently passed. And heckin' Craig, we miss you, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, too There's young. A clinky thing Watch for you. Watch my sandwich. Yeah, we'll see you Sunday. He's probably going to walk in the door and go, ah, you guys are a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> hey, hey, look at me. I'm Huck Finn. Right? All right, folks. <laughs> All right, peoples. We are sorry, but the show has ended. Goodbye.